0: Facilitator of Healing, Karen Leslie.
1: Oh, my goodness. Hello, hello. Thank you for joining me here. I, I just need to say right off the top, I am so excited about today's show. It's going to be great. And you know what? I actually have no idea really what direction we're going to be taking. So welcome on this journey. I'm so happy you're here for another episode of Cultivating Kindness with Karen. We're here on the Inspired Choices Network. Like, where else would you want to be to watch a TV program or listen to a show on the radio? We have everything here. So, today we were talking about, or going to talk about, can you imagine a new you? So, I sent all the information in for this show a couple of weeks ago. I prepare all my shows a few weeks in advance, and I never really know be honest, too much about what I'm going to say. You've heard me say before that I'll use my Oracle cards to help me with deciding on shows. I'll get a title and then sometimes I'll get information about a few things to talk about and not that I can actually submit information so that when you come across the next show and you read about it, whether it's on the website or somewhere, you will get a sense of, okay, what's this girl going to talk about? Well, let me tell you, When I submitted this one, I had no idea the last 24 hours or 36 hours I was going to be having before I have the privilege of being here with you now. It's been a ride. One of my uh, teachers that I had many years ago, probably 20, easily 20 years ago, I said, as long as you have a pulse, you have something to work on. And at that time, I was really discouraged because something had just come back up that I thought I had dealt with. And I was like, ah, you know, I was done with this or or so I thought. But I wasn't. It came back up again in a different way. And so I I worked with it. And that is so true for all of us. You know, we we work on things. We do things for self-improvement. You go to the gym even. And then if you take some time off from it, your body and your muscles kind of go, oh, we're back doing this again. Oh, well, remember, and your body starts to talk to you about different things. Well, this happens with our mental, emotional health and our self-development and really anything that we're choosing to do for ourselves. So here we are imagining a new you. And I woke up yesterday with all of these memories of an old me. I woke up. With thoughts and memories of difficult times and times when one uh, situation in particular where I was I was done the next morning or or you know what I might have even left during that night when I when I say this I was definitely going to take the car and I was going to commit suicide I'd had enough it was just beyond being able to cope I was lying in bed crying and I was alone and it was just It was it was rough. And then my phone rang at 1 a.m. And it was the situation that was being brought to my attention that I chose needed my assistance. So on the back burner went those thoughts and I went into care and going to help. And that was fine. And that was all good. But having it all flood back again was was difficult because it brought up a lot of anger that I had not dealt with very well, a little, just a little, just enough to make me think I dealt with it, to be perfectly honest. And that led to a whole cascade of events that were going on throughout the day and continuing into today. And all of this was around, who do I want to be? Okay, that's who I was. That is not working anymore. So what can I imagine for myself now? And here we are together going to talk about, can you imagine a new you? So we'll, we'll look at it from the perspective of how I'm working through this. If you'd like to join us in the chat room, you can most definitely come in from to the uh, Inspired Choices Network, join in and bring your points of view into this as well. This whole episode for me would be great to have a conversation with you instead of me just directing it all. But hey, listen, I got so much to tell you. So I have recently recognized as well that most people seem to remember who Karen Leslie is as the person who stopped having suicidal thoughts. My story of depression, you know, severe anxiety disorders, um, battling anorexia and just all of the other mental health stuff that goes on with it um, seem to just go into the background. And yet I have been trying to reposition myself and my show is part of that and putting me out there as being someone who works really well and not being someone who does. Like I work damn well with helping people Shift how they think, because that's how I got to where I am. If I had not changed how my thought patterns work, I would still be in that loop of having suicidal thoughts. I would still be in that loop of thinking I have no value, that I'm actually causing more harm by being here on this planet than it would be if I left. Now, it really doesn't matter to me what you think about those statements I've just made. They were my truth. And that's what I believed I needed to leave because I caused too much damage to those I loved by staying. All of this has brought me forward to here, to here, this moment right now with you. To share with you my expertise. To share with you my successes, because I only work with what has worked for me, what I believe in and what I know how to work with when I work with my clients. Over 25 years of being an energy practitioner, I was putting that to the side as well. I'm not doing that anymore. I am an expert healer. I've worked with energy for a long time. I now combine my skills with energy work with my skills and helping to work with the subconscious and the layers below that. If I hadn't had those, that, that skill set, Yesterday morning could have derailed me. Really, it was that rough. It could have derailed me. But it didn't. Did it make me upset for a little while? Well, yeah, of course it did. They were not easy memories. But that's all they were. They were a memory. That was not who I was in that moment. I allowed the memories to be there. I sat with the memories and said, okay. What would I like to do with this now? What's required of me, of Karen, so that I can shift this, so that I know that that is not who I am? That was somebody from a number of years ago. And so this whole topic of imagining, imagining, sorry, who you could be could not be more perfect. Because yesterday I imagined a different Karen. A very different Karen. I may seem the same to you here today, and that's cool. But on the inside, and on the way my thoughts are going today, they are very different. Now, if some of you understand energy or work with energy. You might actually pick up a little bit on how I'm different, and some subtle changes in me. And then I guess it's up to you as to whether or not they feel comfortable to you or not. One of the things about imagining who we are and then taking steps into being that person is that we change, like we change. We let go of those old personas, those old personal identities. When we decide that they're not helpful, they need to go. standing and wallowing in the shower yesterday morning at 7am was not where I wanted to be. I didn't want to wallow. I sat, I set a bookend for it. I got myself out. I got dressed. I came into my office and I sat there and said, all right, I set the timer on my phone for 20 minutes. And during those 20 minutes, I asked for assistance from my healing angels and my personal guides and said, show me what I need to know. Be very clear. Be very direct. Guide me on how I can move through this. And I gave that time to me when the when the alarm went off at 20 minutes and I would finished writing and receiving and doing all the things that I do. I was in a much better space. I was in a space where I could communicate what had happened, and it changed how I was going to approach my day. These are the skills and some of the things that I teach, just a small amount. Step one was acknowledging that wasn't me still. That's not who I am. And when we want to look forward to who we imagine ourselves to be, who we would like to be, how we would like to show up every day, it begins with ourselves. It began with me acknowledging Karen and her value and her worth and how strong she is. Do you consider yourself strong? Do you consider yourself to have tremendous value? Not just a little value, tremendous value. Maybe. Maybe a little. I'm hoping some of you are saying, hell yes. If you're not, then there's your opportunity to look at, all right, so what's going on? What's behind this? Where would I like to change something? What is not comfortable for me anymore? What thoughts are running through your head? That are keeping you stuck somewhere. <laughs> uh, uh, this just popped in and this may sound really odd, but one of the thoughts that was that surfaced when I realized that I really, I was not suicidal anymore. Like I'm here to stay was, why are you not suicidal? Now, how crazy is that? But this is how my brain, my mind decided to work together. Why are you not still suicidal? What has not changed? What has changed? Like, why would you make this choice? There's a comment in the uh, chat room. Some days it can be so loud that I'm not moving forward. Exactly. I have that too. Yesterday actually was part of that. When we are ready to let go of something, when we are ready to change something a a ton of crunchy bits can come up like a ton of (laughs) crunchy bits can come up on um Monday two days ago we just finished an eight-day program called disrupt disrupt your thought patterns and one of the things I was talking to the participants about is be aware and be open to seeing and acknowledging that as you work on changing those thought patterns that were identified at the beginning of the program, your mind is going to say, oh, whoa, wait a minute, no, and memories could come back, crunchy bits are going to come back, you're going to start to see evidence of where this may not be a good choice for yourself. Just like I was thinking, why are you not suicidal anymore? It it makes me almost laugh now. Like, what a ridiculous thought. But it made me question my choice. It made me dig deeper into understanding the new choice I had made. And this is what happened for a couple of people in the program. When stuff came up, it was fabulous. It was great. Because it was a door that cracked open, it was an opportunity. For something to change, to look at something from a different perspective and to remind yourself of the choice that you did make and to keep you going, even though it may be rough. And this is why working with somebody is so important. I was able to guide, use energy work, use questions, use all my different skills that I have to get through all those difficult. Thoughts and times for this person in particular. And then the rest of the program went well. Had it been a program where she was studying on her own, she just bought something and was working on it. That support would not have been there. And it's key to have somebody walking beside you. And truthfully, that's all I'll do. I will walk beside you. I am not going to push you and make you do something and I'm not going to walk in front and drag you along and say, "This is what you have to do, this is how you have to think to me that is being very unkind to anybody, and kindness is what I'm out, right? <laughs> kindness is the thing here, so we've hardly got into the topic of imagining a new you so far. We're about to go to our first um break and when we come back. Let's look at the steps that need to be taken. Maybe not the word need, but the steps you could choose to take if you would like to start imagining a new you. So what's required about that? And what would it be like to wake up being a different person in the morning? Because truthfully, things can happen that quick. So give that some thought. We'll look at that. You are here with Karen Leslie on the Inspired Choices Network. And if you would like to reach me at any time, please send me an email at Karen, sorry, no, Karen at KarenLeslie.ca, and I would be happy to chat with you. I know that some of the things that I talk about on cultivating kindness with Karen can ruffle a few feathers, can make people question things, and might even make a few of you angry. And hopefully, we'll make a few of you very excited for what else is possible. So please reach out. I will always answer your emails. So thank you, and we will be right back.
0: We all have different experiences with and definitions of kindness. These experiences and beliefs about kindness have influenced who we are today and how we see the world. The universe is always listening. So what are you telling the universe today? Tune in to Cultivating Kindness with Karen. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email at Network.com. This is Cultivating Kindness with Karen. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to Karen at karenlesley.ca. Now, back to the program.
1: Thank you, thank you. I'm so glad you're back here with us. Imagine a new you. What a topic, right? If you just joined us, the first segment had, hmm, a lot of conversation about myself and the struggles I've been having over the last 36 hours. And some of the things I did in those struggles and that the struggles are not unusual. And I brought it up today Which may be a little strange, but I brought it up because everything I did yesterday for me when things weren't feeling comfortable was a way to be kind to me that I choose now, how I choose to be kind to Karen. In the past, and if you go back to some of the early episodes when I first started here on the network, you will hear that I was unable to be kind to me. In the way that I am now, and I actually looked at being kind to Karen from the perspective that if I stayed hidden and I stayed small and I stayed in the background, then I stayed safe, and that was being kind to me that was important to me. Well, I've changed my perspective on that. I've changed my perspective on Karen, and this is the whole reason for cultivating kindness with Karen is to share with you. All the different ways that you can choose to be kind to yourself. And what better way to do it, really, than through my personal experience. I don't know if you know much about something called human design. It's really cool. I know very little about it. But what I do know has been extremely helpful for myself. And in my human design, it talks about how I'm to experience all kinds of things and I'm supposed to go through trial and errors. I'm supposed to fall down and pick myself up, walk along a little farther. "Hmm, That looks cool. Fall down again, pick myself up. And through all of these experiences, to bring them together and put them into easy to understand ways and concepts that I can share with people through my voice. I'm not meant to be a writer. I'm not meant to be someone who could paint a picture and demonstrate what I've been through or how I'm feeling or thinking. I'm meant to be a speaker. I'm meant to be a storyteller. And I have a lot of stories to tell about how I've changed being kind to me. How I wish to share with you the importance of recognizing what kindness means to you, to you, what are you doing to be kind to you? And does that still work? And truly, 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 is it kind? Are you being kind or are you being safe or are you hiding or are you just adopting something somebody else said? And it worked. So you're just carrying on with it. If we want to imagine a new us, Then staying hidden, staying in old thought patterns, staying afraid to show or be something new or different is not going to work. I mean, from my perspective, you may change a little. You may show people a glimpse of something else of you or about you. But my guess is it won't last. You won't be able to maintain it because it'll be too much work. It will be exhausting. If you're not fully behind it and you've let go of the barriers and the walls that you were hiding behind. Now, does this mean I don't have any more barriers and walls? Oh, gosh, no, of course not. Right. I have a pulse. I'm still working on things. Do I get anxious about stuff? Yeah, I do. But then I I have tools to work with it, so it doesn't stop me. May it slow me down a little? Yeah, for sure. I was in a a meeting, a networking group this morning and as a side thing, somebody said, okay, share with us, everybody in the group, share something that would be unexpected that none of us would know about you. And that just made me go, oh, (laughs) like I literally felt myself go back in my chair and think, I don't know what to say for two reasons. One, I have kept my world very, very small. And that was on purpose because that was keeping me feeling safer. And second, with my world being fairly small, I I didn't think I had anything to share that nobody would uh, find surprising about me. So the only thing, and this may sound really weird, but the only thing that popped into my head was my cowboy boots. So you may think it's kind of odd that I own cowboy boots. I've had them probably for about nine years. And I hardly wear them. Partly because I told myself I didn't want to get them scuffed up. I really thought they were pretty. I really liked the way they they looked. (laughs) Somebody in the chat, I love my cowboy boots. (laughs) Right? I love mine too. But almost nobody's seen them. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) No one saw them for a few reasons. It was a line I told myself that they can't get scuffed up. That they have to stay clean and they need to look like they did when they left the store. Truth? I was worried about how people would judge me wearing them. Yeah, honest truth. I didn't want to have negative reactions. And I was brought up that image is very important. How you present yourself, how you dress, how you do everything was of the utmost importance. And I went to, well, what message am I sending by wearing cowboy boots? I know, crazy. But it ruled me for a long time. And when I said in the group that I had cowboy boots, somebody else wrote in and said, I have nine pairs. <laughs> and I thought, okay, that's cool. And I immediately went into thinking, yeah, but I think you live somewhere in the U.S. where a lot of people wear cowboy boots. Judgment. that I was not being kind to Karen. I was being very supportive and kind to the person who I was chatting with, but inside I was still not being kind to me. If I was really being kind to Karen, I wouldn't worry about what somebody is going to think about what's on my feet. But I do, and I still do, to a point. You know, yeah, Calgary Stampede, here we come, right? (laughs) If I was there, I wouldn't worry about wearing them because I would fit in. I would be part of the norm. The part of Ontario I live in, there's not a ton of cowboy boots here. And I don't go to Western bars or things like that where there may be more people who wear cowboy boots. So this is still something I'm working on. I've obviously got... You know, all kinds of support in the chat room for my cowboy boots. And that's phenomenal. And I would not have that support if I didn't say something. That in itself was stepping out and being kind to me. Right? How many things do we not say for fear of judgment or criticism? Or potential conflicts coming in. When we're looking at all of those things, how are we going to imagine a new us? If you think about going to work tomorrow, if you work um, out of your home, and so many of us are at home now, but if you work out of your house and you go to work every day, how comfortable would you be to show up in clothing that's unlike anything you've worn so far? I would find that tough. How comfortable would you be if you're in school? Doing the same thing, putting something on that's very different than what you would normally wear or what your friends normally wear and showing up at school like that. And school can be rough. You can get a lot of criticism. You can get a lot of teasing. You can get bullied. There's all that there. So naturally, We want to protect ourselves from all of that. But in in doing so, there's a fine line to you not being kind to you. For you not to actually allow yourself to wear what makes your body happy. Now, there's social norms and things that we need to be aware of. Sure, of course. My favorite pajamas, they may not be appropriate to wear if I'm going out shopping. I get that, so I will choose not to wear those even though my body may love them. However, I have a vast selection of other clothes that I can choose to wear. And sometimes I choose what I think will be most accepted by others, particularly when I'm with my father. That's changed a lot. But that was so important as to how I dressed my children and what I wore when we went over for Sunday dinner. All based on showing up how somebody else would like me to and my children, instead of me showing up in a way that makes me feel good. So step one, if you would like to imagine a new you, is you need to start to like you. You need to start to actually love you. We're going to go for another break. It's crazy how fast this is going. Such a great conversation on cowboy boots. I'm so grateful. When we come back, let's look at this key step. All right. We need to love ourselves if we want to imagine a new person, a new way of being. Otherwise, we're just going to create something based on our same judgments and our same difficulties we have in this very moment. So please come back and join us when we finish with this break. You're again with Karen on cultivating kindness with Karen on the inspired choices network. We have a great segment coming up. So I'm looking forward to sharing with you how we can imagine a new you. So thank you. And I'll see you in a few minutes.
0: We all have different experiences with, and definitions of, kindness. These experiences and beliefs about kindness have influenced who we are today and how we see the world. The universe is always listening. So what are you telling the universe today? Tune in to Cultivating Kindness with Karen. Each week as Karen guides you to understanding how each choice you are making is either keeping you stuck or opening up the energy of empowerment for you. Listen to Cultivating Kindness with Karen Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Central Time, 12 p.m. Mountain Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. This is Cultivating Kindness with Karen. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also send an email to karen at karenlesley.ca. Now, back to the program.
1: I don't know about you, but I'm still thinking about my cowboy boots, so <laughs> thanks for coming back. What I was thinking was how much I enjoy them how much I don't wear them. And then I remembered that I had a thought that I wanted a second pair and my mind immediately went into, but you don't wear the first pair. So we're not getting a second pair. So you can see how our thoughts build on each other. I don't have a second pair. I haven't gotten a pair. I wanted to have a uh, are fairly high, tall. I wanted to get a, a shorter pair. I think there's a pair of another pair of cowboy boots in my future. That is only possible because I'm recognizing really how silly these thoughts are that are rambling in my head that I've bought into. Cowboy boots, like really people. That's something that would stop me for how I would choose to get dressed walking out the door all based on how I wasn't comfortable with Karen and my ability to shift that. I actually truly like myself now. I didn't, obviously, I mean, that makes sense that I didn't like myself before. I I really do like who I am and who I'm becoming. I'm finding that uh, some days I surprise myself. Some days I think things or say things that I've never ever said or thought before. And it can make me laugh or giggle. It can sometimes make me pause and go, wow, like, where did that come from? But it's from a space now that that's a good thing. Not like, oh my God, why would you have said that and be afraid of that? I have a completely different energy around how I look at myself. And this has been and is the foundation to imagining a new you. If we maintain all of our current thoughts about ourselves, if we maintain those judgments, those beliefs, those thoughts that this has to stay because this is part of who I am, and you're not willing to look at where that even came from, then the energy you're going to be working with to imagine a new you, truthfully, is not going to be creative. It's not going to be expansive. It's not going to allow all different possibilities to show up that you can look at and choose from You're going to be creating from a world that's rigid is the the word that's coming in from a place of rigidity where you're not open to something different, imagining a new you is not going and getting a new dress. It's not going and buying a new pair of jeans or a new suit. That appearance may be different on the outside. You may receive compliments on what you're wearing. But who you are underneath those clothes hasn't changed. Be honest, all you're doing is fooling yourself. You're playing a game with yourself. Your mind is playing a game with you saying, "Look, you've changed." Look, this is a new you that you've imagined. Well, truthfully, is it? We may feel really good wearing some a new piece of clothing. For example, my sweater, brand new, first time I've worn it. I love it, feels great. That is not imagining a new image of Karen. The fact that I have a new sweater on me. But how I viewed Karen when I was in the store purchasing clothes, that was the key moment. What felt good on my body? What felt good to touch? This is very soft. I really like it. (laughs) Knowing that I have the confidence and the comfort to wear what is comfortable for me is such a change for me. If I had done this show even a year ago, let alone 16 years ago or longer, I would have totally been preoccupied before every Wednesday, probably on Tuesday or Monday about what I have to wear. What would you, the audience, expect me to wear? How do I need to look for you? How do I not offend you by what I'm wearing? It doesn't work for me anymore. Imagining a new you Really, from my perspective, has to involve you coming to the place at minimum of liking you, but hopefully loving you. Hmm. I told you I like me. Do I love me? Okay. I get a yes. My body speaks to me. I get a yes. Do I love all aspects of me? Hmm. Not quite as strong a yes. It's there but it's its uh fluttering a little bit. Right? Do I still have stuff to work on? Yeah, yeah, remember that pulse thing? For sure. However, none of that do I look at anymore as being wrong. It's just stuff that I would like to change. Imagining me imagining a new Karen is exciting. So if you sit and imagine what it would be like to be different and you let different ideas pop into your thoughts, you can write them down if you like. I mean, would you like to have a different haircut? Would you like to be more humorous? Would you like to drive a different car? Would you like to eat different foods? Would you like to say things you've never been able to say before? Right? Imagining a new you can be looked at from any perspective you would like. Allowing that imagination and allowing it to flow from that space of truly liking, loving, appreciating who you are will give you so many more possibilities. It will give you an expansive experience as you're sitting there. Do you need to pick them all? Oh gosh, no. No, not at all. I would ask you not to judge all the ones that come in, all these different ideas about yourself and what you could create. But just because you think of it doesn't mean you have to do it. Just because you see it doesn't mean that that has to be you. Allow yourself to be in that space and look at, well what's appealing about this? How would this be a contribution to me? How would this change my day-to-day living and activities. Or if you go into judgment of it, look at that. Because if there's a, a yeah, but, or a oh, no, or some kind of discomfort, there's really great information there for you if you're willing to look at it. Like the information I was receiving and working with yesterday morning. And if you missed the first segment, it's full of all the stuff I was dealing with yesterday. Having someone to work with you when those bids come up can be super important. So having a coach, having a mentor is really key. Choosing to put it all back in a box and stapling it closed. That's also an option and that's okay. But know that at some point that energy is going to be bubbling inside that box. And no matter how industrial those staples are that you use to close it up, At some point, it's going to burst and the lid's going to come off, and you're going to have another opportunity to look at it. And that's great. You get to choose the timing, you get to choose the how. And when we choose not to, that is totally fine. But I want you to be aware that you'll get another opportunity because who you are inside, who we're meant to be, Who Karen is meant to be is supposed to be let out. Trust me, it did not work trying to keep me in that box and to keep the lids stapled and the sides taped and the weights sitting on it and pressing it so that if I was to try to push, it was so heavy that I would give up. Who we are here to be that person that you may not be aware of your soul, your inner being is going to do everything it can to let that shine out, to let that come forward so that you can, if you want, live your soul's mission, live your purpose. And don't take those words as being, um, I don't know, either airy fairy or really, I can't get the word, Um I've lost it. It came in too quick and I couldn't get my tongue around how to say it, but that's okay. It doesn't need to be that you are going to be this person that the world admires and you create an invention that saves the planet. To be who we came here to be is all that's required, however, that looks for each and every one of us to be authentic and honest to you. To be kind to you and others in the way that it works for you. To allow yourself to not be shackled and chained. To give yourself the freedom to actually enjoy being yourself. That's key. So important. That's living your soul's mission. That's living the purpose that you came here to be. Because you came here to be you. However it looks for you. Not how somebody else paints the picture that you need to fit in with. Not to have a job that everyone says that you have to do. You may be really good at those skills. You may be excellent at what you do. But does it make you happy? Does it fulfill you? Do you leave your days being really satisfied with what you've accomplished? If not, look at why. I end every show to date. Hopefully it doesn't change, but every show I have done so far, I leave it satisfied. I leave it happy. I leave it from a perspective of, I can't wait for my next one. If I didn't feel that way, I could stop. But I do. So this tells me that I'm on the right track. Because of how I feel about myself when I do it. Okay, another break. Can you believe it? This is our last one. We're going into our last segment of our our show. Um, Can you imagine a new you? And we're going to look at what do you like about you? What is it about you that you would like to bring forward in that new person? And what might you be willing to let go of? All right. Thank you for being here on Cultivating Kindness with Karen on the Inspired Choices Network. I am having such a blast being here with you. Still really thinking about cowboy boots, and that's just making everything inside me smile. So return, please. Join the chat room if you like. We will be back in a few minutes to continue talking about that amazing new person that you could imagine yourself to be. I'll be with you soon. Thank you.
0: We all have different experiences with and definitions of kindness. These experiences and beliefs about kindness have influenced who we are today and how we see the world. The universe is always listening. So what are you telling the universe today? Tune in to Cultivating Kindness with Karen. Each week as Karen guides you to understanding how each choice you are making is either keeping you stuck or opening up the energy of empowerment for you. Listen to Cultivating Kindness with Karen, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Central Time, 12 p.m. Mountain Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time, on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is Cultivating Kindness with Karen. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also send an email to Karen at KarenLeslie.ca. Now, Back to the program.
1: I don't know if you heard it just before we went to the commercial break, but there was a a noise because my hand hit my desk. That was my uh, rings hitting the desk. And I have not had them on. This is my, my wedding rings. They're actually soldered together as a single ring, but I haven't had them on for I was saying yesterday for over two years, I think it's closer to three years that I haven't worn them. I'd lost a lot of weight and they became too large. They were going, they were falling off my hands. And it took me a long time to decide to take them in to get them resized. So I did, walked over and picked them up yesterday and put them on and was like, this is weird. How do I feel about this? And I had thoughts, memories of the person who took them off years ago and who she was then and who she was walking home in the beautiful sunshine yesterday afternoon from the jewelry store. It gave me more to think about. Do they still reflect who I am? Do they reflect who I would like to be? Would I like to change them? Do I want a new design? And that just makes me go like, whoa, wait, what? Why would you think that? How could you think that? And I've heard of women in the past who have taken their wedding rings and engagement ring and and everything. And not because they've left the, the relationship or were divorced or anything, but they wanted something different and thinking why and how would they do that? Like, But I had that thought yesterday. Do these still fit for me? Not literal on my finger, but do these represent what I would like to be wearing? And if I wanted to change them, that would be okay with me. Could never have thought of that in the past. Judgment. What would my husband think? What would people think? Judgment. Not what would Karen like? The fact that 41 years ago, this was the right design for me, does not mean it's still the right design for me today? If it's not, that's okay. If it is, that's fine too. But this is just another example of how our thoughts get in our way. How we don't want to acknowledge some of the changes that we have in ourselves. We've got this crazy idea that the change isn't, Okay, or change has to be hard, or we need to avoid change. Well, why? From my personal experience, staying the same wasn't a picnic. Staying the same wasn't bringing me anything better, more joyful. It wasn't giving me the freedom to be who I am. So, in order to imagine a new you, What aspects do you love about you? Think about it. Be honest. Allow yourself to actually write it down. Read it out loud. Hear those things that you love about yourself. Bring to mind your friends. What do they come to you for? What advice do they ask of you? Or if they need help with something, what is it that they need help with? That will give you uh, clues and information is to things that they appreciate and love about you and things that you're good at. Often when we are really good at something and and it's easy for us to do, we ignore it. We don't give it any value. I've always told stories. Yeah, sometimes I've embellished them. (laughs) I don't make them so that they're no longer true. But I've always been a storyteller. I've always done this with my family. And when I learn something new, I can't wait to share something with somebody else and share my excitement. And then I found people started asking to know more about things and wanting to hear me speak about things. But it was easy. It was simple. I gave it no value. Only when I gave it value and recognized that I love this about me, could I choose to have my own TV and radio show. If I didn't value and love this part of me, I couldn't show up here every week. No, I couldn't leave the show being thrilled that you are here with me, and that I feel like I've been a contribution to somebody somehow. Right? As I looked at what I'm good at, I looked at what I like about me, and I imagined myself doing this before I chose it. I actually, I'm not going to turn my My camera around but I have a picture on my wall and it's it's two hands and the world is um, put onto the hands and then underneath it is a black silhouette of a woman sitting at a table with a microphone and a computer screen in front of her symbolizing to me having a show that reaches the world because I imagined that that could happen And felt the excitement that that could be me. I love the aspects of me required to do that. Imagining a new you, you have to look at you first. Come out of those old programs and paradigms. Come out of, well, you can't get a second pair of cowboy boots. You don't wear your first pair. What are you thinking? Let that go. Work with somebody to let that go if it's a challenge for you. Many of those repeating thoughts have been with you based on information, beliefs, and patterns given to you when you were a very young child. They're so firmly ingrained that it can be a challenge on your own to let them go. Did I get to where I am today by doing it all on my own? No, absolutely not. I have had coaches, qualified dear friends, experts, classes, like all kinds of things that I have been doing to bring me to where I am today. Now, yeah, I have a toolkit that's really good and I can do things on my own, but I will still run into things that are too much, too ingrained in me maybe, or just a little too fearful for me to do on my own that I know I need the support. So reach out. I would love to help you and support you in any way that I can. And thank you so much for being here next week. We are going to talk about allowing yourself to dream. So you need to start to think about imagining you so we can talk about dreaming. See you next week. Thank
0: you. Thank you for listening to Cultivating Kindness with Karen. Karen Leslie returns Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Central, 12 p.m. Mountain, 11 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can find Karen at KarenLeslie.ca and follow her on social media. Until next Wednesday, Karen is sending you waves of kindness for a fabulous week. Remember, it's only you who has the power to be and receive the kindness required to change your life.